You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Are you ready, Steve? You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borg. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Monday, 29th day of November, 2021. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for joining us today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Of course, there will be days when you're out of the office, away from your desktop, not to worry. You can still join the show two different ways. Point any internet connected browser to cfrn.net slash live There you'll find a live, real-time simulcast of the show as it unfolds. You just won't have access to the question box. And of course, we do stream live each and every day on our YouTube channel, which is easy to remember, youtube.com slash CFRN. Not only do we broadcast live each and every day on our YouTube channel, but we archive each and every daily show Currently, we have over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. Now, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast via one of your favorite podcast players, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just to name a few, if you want the full video experience complete with charts and all, Then hit pause on your podcast player and simply point your browser to youtube.com slash CFRN. Now we've just come out of a season of Thanksgiving. Uh, We should give thanks every day, but here in America, we have actually turned it into a holiday where one day we specifically set aside to gather as family and friends 
to give thanks for God's goodness in our life. But I know that even that season can leave some feeling with a very discontented heart. Romans 12.12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Discontentment isn't a feeling that we freely usher in. No discontentment, like many other negative feelings, seems to sneak in the back door of our hearts. What began as a day of simple frustration turns into the theme for the week, which somehow snowballs into a seemingly long season of our life. If I'm being honest, I think we may be the most discontented, disappointed people I've seen in my generation. We've allowed the backdoor feelings to take the stage of our lives and start fighting for the throne of our hearts. So today, I feel led to pray to feel the Lord's presence, each and every one of us, where we are, whatever situation we're in, Trust in the truth that God is guarding our hearts and remember that trials will come, but we never endure them alone when we are in Christ. So please pray with me. Heavenly Father, as I walk through life's disappointments, I pray for a hedge of protection around my heart. Discontentment sneaks in to steal and kill the joy you have in my life and and i rebuke that help me live in the posture of readiness to stand firm against attacks and gird myself in your promised grace over my life help me cultivate a habit of thanksgiving help my eyes be quick to see your grace help my tongue be quick to praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. All right. Happy Monday. Hope it's a happy Monday for you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets or the indices as they're called, starting here in the U.S. The Dow is currently up 259 points. The NASDAQ is up 284. The S&P 500 is up 63. The Russell 2000 down almost two points. And let me refresh that. Wow, what a turnaround from what we saw this morning. Well, that has to do with the huge gap open we had last night. Okay, that, that answers that. Now, in the commodity basket, crude oil up $2.90, trading 71.05 last. That's a gain of four and a quarter percent. Gold down $2.50, trading 17.85.60 last. Silver down 33 cents, trading 22.77 last. And that's a drop of about one and a half percent and that cta that triggered in the live training room this morning on silver well that went on to do uh, just fine 
in the Asian markets at the close. Oh, and by the way, we rolled gold forward uh, to GGCG22 this morning. Last night's CTAs and logic alerts were for the Z contract. There's still plenty of volume to trade those, but officially this morning in the room, we did roll forward. GGCG22. All right, in the Asian markets at the end of the session, the Nikkei was down 467 points. That's over 1.5%. The Shanghai lost a point and a quarter. The Hang Seng fell 228 points, which is almost 1%. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE up 65, 1%. The DAX up 23 and a CAC up 36. That gives us a red day in Asia. It was a green day in the UK. And so far, just due to the Russell being negative by two points, uh, if it weren't for that, it would be a green radio Monday here in the US of A, but the Russell's in the top four indices. so. That makes it a mixed Radio Monday. With that, we'll pass the torch over to Michael, and he'll give us a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll come back. We'll take a look at the Logic 247 alerts, of which we published alert number 9,000 this morning. We'll go over the Logic alerts, the concierge trade alerts, and at any time during the broadcast, if you have a question, just type it into the question box. Nobody sees what you type but us, and we're more than happy to answer your questions. So, Michael, I can see your charts, your screens. All right. If you're ready, you can take it away. I'm ready. I am ready. All right, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, today is Monday, the 29th day of November, 2021. Hoping you all had a great holiday. And it's time to get back to business this morning. Um, if you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go to ematrainingschool.com. Right here, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click the link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So make sure you click on that link. All right. All right, spreadsheet. Now, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today, as I said, is the 29th day of November, 2021. Today, we ended with just 48 ticks in crude. We were up to our high on the day on crude was 62 ticks. But we went back and forth at the end and had a couple of stopouts. Um, we ended with minus 13 on gold, and we only had a few trades on gold. Um, we ended with minus 13 there, we ended with plus 24 on the ES. And it seems like every trade on the ES went positive. Um, today it took four minutes, roughly. Um, that's rounding up. And one trade to get to the goal for the day at that point of $100 a contract. And we took a total of 26 trades. So one a month now, we're at $7,825 a contract. So over 18 trading days, averaging $434 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year... Um, 
on the year, we have gotten our goal for the day on 225 out of 228 days. And that currently puts us at $130,032. That's over 228 trading days, averaging $570 per contract per two hour trading day. If you were to quit when you got your goal for the day, um, <clears throat> if you were to quit when you got your goal for the day and you added one contract per month so far this year, you would work 60.87 hours. And um, you would have averaged, over the whole year, you would have averaged for those 60.87 hours, $3,768 per hour. Okay. All right. Let's get into what happened. Now, crude oil is where we did pretty much everything. So I'm going to start out with gold, where we hardly did anything. And you can see why. There just wasn't all that much to be done. Um, we started out here on gold. We missed this trade right here, right at the very open. We missed that, which would have been a nice trade. Um, would have gotten us our goal for the day right there, but I think we already had it in crude oil. Um, but we missed that trade, and then we went for the next one, and I probably should have had my stop at break even because it was a momentum trade, but I didn't, and it stopped me out. Minus eight ticks. Now we missed another trade way over here. Looks like we missed one here that would have been a break even. We missed one here that would have given us some profit. Then we didn't have anything until all the way down here. We took a trade there. We picked up a few ticks on. That put us at minus five, and then we took one last trade here at the end of the session. And it stopped me out to the tick. Then it went down to the point where it would have got my stop to break even. It eventually went down, but it would have, it would have stopped anyone out, um, either a break even or minus eight ticks, which is what it did to me. Um, during the break, there wasn't that much action. Probably nothing that I would have done. No. Um, gold just wasn't really, wasn't giving it up today. Right, I'm going to save crude for last. The ES was was a little bit different today. Um, let me just highlight this weekly trading zone right here. It'll be for the rest of the week. And scroll all the way back to the beginning. The ES is where we got our goal for the day, by the way. <clears throat> now, the ES started out, it was just moving quick. And I got this, I grabbed eight ticks on this first move. Then I grabbed eight ticks on the second move. That put us at plus 16. I missed this trade over here, which would have given us a little bit more. But you can see it got really choppy in here for a little while just like 15 minutes. I missed that, which would have given us, um, probably would have given us a little profit or maybe a break even. It was a nice move down. It depends how close I trailed my stop. Uh, this one right here would have been a break even for sure if I'd have gotten it. Then I turned around and started to move up. It's not really, you know, right here, there was a momentum long trade right there for a little bit of profit. Turn around, went back down, then went back up and got into a whole bunch of chop in here. And this is only the first half an hour all the way over to here. All right. Then uh, it was really kind of messy, and I wasn't really paying that much attention to it because crude oil had grabbed my attention. But there was another short right back here that would have been just a couple of ticks profit if I had taken it. I know it went all the way down to here, but I know the way that I trail my stop. You know, I would have put it at break even. Once we got this much profit in, I would have put it at break even and maybe up a tick. And if I had bumped it to break even, break even for me might have been plus one tick, so it would have been right here. So it might have taken me out right here. If it didn't, it would have been a nice profitable trade. I grabbed the second leg of that and we picked up four ticks and then I took a break even. So at this point, we were at plus 20 and then I had a break even right there. Over here, we're going down into the zone. We got one tick away from it and I trailed my stop to plus four and took me out there with plus four. And that was where we ended it on the morning session for the ES. You see, it did eventually get down to the zone, but uh, coming off the zone, it really didn't give up anything here. 
Now, this is all during the break right through here. And right in here, it looks like just recently, like a couple of minutes ago, right in here was the first real good opportunity to take some profit. And that was about it. So the ES wasn't giving up all that much during the break. Um, it did give us some pretty good opportunities this morning. Nothing that was really a bad opportunity. Um, no, any opportunity is a good opportunity, but nothing that looks like it would have stopped out pretty easily. Now, crude oil. Crude was showing on a larger time frame. Um, this is what we're looking at. Okay, we're looking for it to get down to the BBC. We we're worried about it getting through this right here, the black step line and the MA1 on a 30 minute and then getting caught up in some chop as it goes down to the BBC, but it dropped right through the BBC in here and there's some good opportunity in that move. Then I drew in this woo spot and I was hoping for a close in the woo spot, thinking that we would have some good opportunity. And there was halfway into the woo spot and then it pulled back up. And I was thinking once it pulled back up to the BBC, it might push all the way back down and then it would go way down to here is what I was thinking once it pulls back to the BBC, but it hasn't done that yet. Um, but there was some good opportunity today. So our first trade in here on crude, we picked up 10 ticks there. We had a break even, another break even, picked up two that put us at plus 12. A couple more break evens. Now you can see what I was looking for in here, the pullback to there, the push down to there. You know, it took a little while for it to get there. It took seven minutes for it to go from here down to the push right down to there. But anyway, then it started to really move quickly. And this was the push down through the BBC right here. Okay, and we grabbed 25 ticks on this one here, I think, right? We went from plus 12 to plus 37. Then on the retracement of that, we grabbed another 20 ticks here and went from 37 to 57. Okay, and then I was looking for it to get all the way back up to here. 7170, 71, yeah, 7170 is what I was looking for. Did it ever get back up there? Yep, no, 77. 7101. I'm curious now. No, it didn't get all the way back up there yet. Let's go all the way back here. And we'll go back to where I was. Here we are. All right, so at this point, we're at plus 67. Um, and uh, wait a minute, I went from 37 to 57. Okay, then right here, we picked up 10 more to put us at 67. Then it looks like we had a break even, a break even, then a stop out to put us back down to 59. Then a break even, a break even, a small profit to put us at 63, a uh, 62, sorry. Then another stop out put us back down to 54. Small profit to put us up to 56. I was looking for it to get up to this number here. That's what I had said. And I ended up getting just a couple of ticks out of it, but we we're back up at 56 at that point. And then I missed some nice trades right in here. I don't know what I was doing, but um, there was a short right there. Oh yeah, I do. I had stepped away right here. There was a short right here. There was a short off the BBC right in there. So we had the highest probability, then the next highest probability, then actually the next highest probability again. <laughs> and then right in here was probably the third highest probability. And that one didn't go anywhere. Turned around and started moving up. There was a trade right here and a trade right there. That could have been taken. Um, we got all the way over here. There was a bounce off the BBC here that I missed. It was nice. It was a short there, a short there to go with it. Then we got back into it right over here and I stopped out. That put me back down to 48 right there. Then it got really choppy as we pushed into the break. Look at all the 
just got really choppy pushing into the break. And I was looking at it thinking it might really have a big drop. If we hit the BBC during the break, it might have a big drop. But we have yet to get that drop. And during the break, it really didn't give anything. It was just more chop. And that was the morning session so far. Um, you can see the ES right now is about to get up to a weekly trading zone right here. Um, it was, uh, well, I had been up pretty good on crude. I was really thinking the way it was starting off, I was really thinking I was going to get to 100 ticks today. And if I wouldn't have missed those trades during the break, I mean, during that, when I went for a walk, I think we would have gotten a lot closer to it. But anyway, it is what it is, right? So today, if you're going to read this, you got to read all the CTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today's the 29th day of November, 2021. Made 48 ticks in crude, lost 13 in gold, made 24 on the ES. Put us at plus 650 on the morning session. Today it took four minutes and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're $100 a contract, and we took a total of 26 trades this morning. So, and most of those are on the crude. Um, so on a month now, we're at 7825 That's over 18 days, averaging $434 per contract per two-hour trading day. We've now gotten our goal in 225 out of 228 days. And that puts us at $130,032. So over 228 days, averaging $570 per contract per two-hour trading day. Okay. Now, if you were to follow the 2420 blueprint with one modification of adding one contract per month, limiting it to one contract per month addition, um, then um, so far, this year, you would have worked a total of 60, well, adding one contract per month, including when you get your goal for the day, you would have worked a total of 60.87 hours so far this year. And that you would have averaged $3,768 per hour so far this year. Okay. Now, if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading channel so we can tailor 101 training just for you. Hit the send button you'll be sent a confirmation link you must click on that confirmation link okay if you don't click that confirmation link we don't know that you took the free trial so make sure you click on that confirmation link okay all right and with that we can pass it back out to fabulous phoenix arizona it's studio a overlooking south mountain america's largest city park Dwayne, if you are ready ja i see you in i am ready yes Yes. Um, oh, the recap of the recap. That's yes, right. the recap of the recap. Today it took uh, four minutes and one trade to get to $100 per contract. I think Michael got his goal for the day three times before I placed my first trade this morning. Because you guys know I have that personal preference of I just set out the first 30 minutes uh, as far as trading or alerts. Uh, Whereas Michael uh, and Valerie, when she's running the room, uh, they just hit the ground running as soon as the bell rings. So uh, there's no right or wrong. Uh, it's just whatever works best for you. So again, <laughs> Michael, good job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Logic 247. That's our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. It includes not only the e-minis, but also gold, silver, and crude. The global markets open Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern and remain open until Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern. Since the markets opened last night, we've issued a total of 28 alerts, 
11 never triggered, still waiting on 7. We've had 10 actionable alerts, of which 2 or 20% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, based on market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. And it's been a big day for Logic 247 as we published alert number 9,000 this morning over the last 174 weeks. Now, last week, this is how we finished up the week in Logic 247. Last week, we had a total of 59 alerts, 13 never triggered. We had 46 actionable alerts, of which 8 or 17% would have been stopped out based on that risk profile I just gave you. Now, along with the logic alerts, which come out around the clock, it could be 2 a.m. or 2 p.m., we have traders around the world, our day session is their night session, and vice versa. We also have our original alert service still, the concierge trade alerts. The format for those is a little bit different. The CTAs are published shortly after the Globex open. And this is a static report providing forward guidance for the entire session. Well, you just saw pop up down here from Stefan. Stefan does some fan a fantastic job of posting charts, including four-hour charts, and a running commentary in our Active Passport Telegram discussion group. Stefan, thank you very much for that. It's a very valuable resource. If you're a passport holder and you're not taking advantage of that, wow, are you missing out. Now, back to the CTAs. These numbers are good for the entire session. Once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering again and again maybe even again, then not triggering again. There's two numbers for each market. You should make note of where price is when the report's published. 6.30 p.m. Eastern was when this was posted last night. So if you're an S&P trader or a Russell trader, whatever you trade, make note of where price is at that moment in time. Because if price starts trending up towards 46.32, that's bullish. And so our strategy will look for opportunities to be along the market. And that's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything that Michael and Valerie have taught you in the live training room to yourself find opportunities to be along the market. If price starts trending down towards 45.74, that's bearish. And so our strategy will be looking for opportunities to be short the market. And so when we go to the charts, you'll see how I've drawn a line in the sand at each one of these numbers. And the first chart we'll go to, oh, one spot of news worth mentioning. The trial of British socialite, Jelaine Maxwell, who is accused of helping the late disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein recruit and sexually abuse underage girls begins today in a Manhattan courtroom. Maxwell, 59, faces six counts related to her alleged involvement in a sex trafficking scheme to get underage girls to travel and engage in illegal sex acts with Epstein and others.
Epstein was found dead in his jail cell more than two years ago as he awaited trial on sex trafficking charges. The New York City medical examiner ruled his death a suicide by hanging. Maxwell has pleaded not guilty. If convicted, she faces up to 70 years in prison. And word is she's going to take the stand in her own defense, which is somewhat unusual. Oh, and one other bit of news. Uh, our hearts and prayers are with the folks of Peru. Uh, I've been there. Uh, they're wonderful people. A magnitude 7.5 earthquake hit northern Peru yesterday about 25 miles northwest of the coastal city of Barranca, which has a population of about 63,000. The quake toppled a 16th century Catholic church tower and damaged or destroyed about 220 homes. Authorities said there were no reports of deaths, but at least four people suffered minor injuries. Some roads and other infrastructure also were damaged. The earthquake struck in a sparsely populated area, and it was about 70 miles below the Earth's surface. Both of these factors helped limit the losses. Uh, President Taronis tweeted that he would visit the affected Amazonas region to survey the damage. Think about it. A Catholic church built in the 16th century. And I've stood in some of those churches. Uh, gone. Toppled. Destroyed. Okay. On to the markets. Let's start out with a daily chart of the S&P 500. E-mini futures. Okay. I've already refreshed my chart. If you leave your charts running around the clock, when a new session starts, you need to refresh your daily chart just so that you get a good reading on your indicators. Okay. So this is the all-time historic high. This is the beginning of the last leg up. The low was put in October 1st. The high was put in November 22nd. Now, Retracement-wise, here's the 24% Fib retracement. Here's the 38% Fib retracement. On Friday, we spiked the daily VBC to close almost at that 38% Fib. We have an inside day today. We've actually gotten above the daily VBC. The resistance we have next would be at the daily step line. 46.66 and then above that red and falling 46.84 now because we had a new swing low that took out that swing low that affected our Fibonacci price extensions from the low to the high to the new retracement low that puts overhead the 24% Fib extension, then here's the all-time high, then here's the 38 Fib extension, the 50, and the 62. So important numbers you need to know today. Resistance overhead, 46.66, then 46.84, and that's based simply off the daily chart. Now, as we go to the 30-minute charts, you will see 
that we're still I'm still running last week's weekly trading zones. The reason is because of the carryover effect. And on Sunday night, when we issue alerts, we're still using last week's zones. So on tomorrow's show, I will have updated the zones on my chart to reflect the new weekly zones that went out to all of our members this morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've published these zones since December 14th of 2009, over a decade. And as for myself, they have become one of the most important tools that I have in my trading toolbox. Now, I see that I didn't put my lines, my vertical lines in. So let me go find the spot that I'm looking for. Is it way back here? Yeah. Here's the down candle from Friday. That should make it easy. Okay, so the vertical line separates today, Monday, from Friday. Now you'll notice price consolidated along the weekly trading zone from last week at 46.18 slash 19. That was the lowest weekly trading zone for last week. And yes, it was one of those rare occurrences where we actually closed below the lowest weekly trading zone. After the consolidation, price popped, and guys, you'll remember this morning in the live training room, I said the trade I was looking for was 46.51 up to last week's zone at 65. So if you're in the room, hopefully you had an opportunity to participate in that. If you did, that bell's for you. Now, the long CTA or the line in the sand that I drew last night should be there. And this should come over here. Okay. Now, no trigger on the short side because that candle belongs to Friday. Okay. So the market opens here. It makes its first right at the zone where we open and we pull back to the zone where we find support, which is what we expect. The CTA long was 46.32. As you just saw when I showed you the zones. If you didn't grab a screenshot and you want to grab a screenshot, you can. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay. So as we can see, last week's zone still holding sway over the market here at 65 slash 66 and support at last week's zone, 18 slash 19. So we open, we trigger, and we put in a swing high at 36 and a quarter. So that's four and a quarter points, four points at $50 a point. It's $200 per contract traded. Now, remember I said once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. So here we go. Price gets back below the trigger, triggers again. This time it runs up to a swing high of 42.75. So that's 
10 and 3 quarter points. 10 points at $50 a point, it's $500 per contract traded. Price then got back below the trigger. It triggered again. However, there's red and falling overhead. And so guidelines say we're going to pass on this trigger. Did it trigger? Did it make points available? Yes, it did. But I urge you to be very cautious about trading into trading long into what can obviously be potential resistance. Okay, so price got back below the trigger. And right here, we switched from red and falling back to blue and climbing. So we triggered 46.32 again, and we put in a high at 46.50. So that would be 18 points at $50 a point. We then get back below the trigger. We trigger again while it's still blue. We get a splash of red here, but we've already triggered. And from 32, we ran right to the target at 65. So that would be 33 points at $50 a point. If I did my math right, 33 times 50, that's $1,650 per contract traded. Did I do that math right? Hang on. 65 minus 32 equals 33 times 50 equals $1,650 per contract traded from the published entry. Every one of our traders got this trade last night. I don't know that they took the trade, but they had the published entry and they had the published target. So congrats to all of you that were able to do that. Just keep in mind, like I say, once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. But on a long, you want blue and climbing at your back, not red and falling. See how when price hit red and falling, it just walked it right back down, got us below the trigger, and then we got back to blue and climbing, and then we got another trigger, and then the big one, okay? Right, that covers the S&P. On the Dow, the long CTA. And again, these are last week's zones, but you can see they're still holding sway over the market. We had no trigger on the short side. This big red candle, that would be Friday's close. And so here was the open last night. We ran up to the CTA, got rejected, ran up to the CTA, got rejected. Price often behaves around a CTA the same way it does around a WTZ. Only three things happen at a weekly zone. Either consolidation, 70, 75% of the time, rejection, 20, 25% of the time, and the slice, 5 to 10% of the time. And so we triggered here at 135 and we ran to the target at 52.15 and so that would be 80 points at $5 a point $400 per contract traded. It would get back below the trigger and 
We've traded above red and falling. We've traded above the BBC. This would be an acceptable long entry. And so far the swing high is 35.198. So about 60 points. $5 a point, $300 per contract traded. On the Russell. On the Russell. Okay. Let's see. Friday's close. That's right, one o'clock. Yep, that's it. Right there. Okay. So we open bullish. Uh, we got a bullish cross. Price pulled back to the BBC. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. Gave us a bounce. And we came down and touched last week's zone, which we expect to be support. When we drop to a zone, we expect support until proven otherwise. Then price got back above the BBC put in this new swing high at 2282.3 so that is called rejection okay and then price from that rejection came back down below last week's zone okay we bounced up through this zone we've gotten on the north side of the BBC okay and so, nice window of opportunity here. Before we even get back, before we even get up to the long CTA, uh, 2265 to 2275, that's a 10-point window of opportunity. If it completely fills at $50 a point, that's worth $500 per contract traded. Okay. So again, 2265, 2275, and you got to expect this to be resistance till proven otherwise. Once we get above that long CTA, if we get back above the long CTA, then of course we have this window here. And of course, if you remember, you want to take into account the new weekly trading zones. Okay. All right, we covered the S&P, the Dow, the Russell do the NQ. Okay. All right. There's Friday's closing candle. Right there. And of course, these are still last week's weekly trading zones. So let's grab our CTA and Drag it over. That number is 16207, not 207 and a quarter. Okay, so here's where we opened. Okay, we made the run. Uh, the first trigger at 207 took us to 225. That's 18 points at $20 a point. That's $360 per contract traded. Then we got back below the trigger, triggered again, and that ran us up to 251. So that's 44 points at $20 a point. 
that's $880 per contract traded. Price pulls back to the BBC. We expect it to hold, and it did. Unfortunately, on this trigger, we'd be headed right into red and falling. So guidelines say you just might want to pass. Here we've gotten above red and falling. We trigger, and this was the trade to target. On every long alert, logic or concierge, the final trade to target is always the weekly trading zone above. On every short alert, the final trade to target is the zone below. That's how you determine what the potential profitability is in a trade. Okay, so from 207 the trigger to 265, that would be 57 points. 57 times 20. That'd be $1,140 per contract traded, but it kept going. This is the slice. Remember, only three things happen at a zone. Most likely consolidation, second most likely rejection, but when we do slice through a zone like this, what typically happens is price retraces to the zone, it slices through, and then continues just like it did in the direction of the slice. Next is crude oil. Okay. And the open. Watch right here, the gap open. Okay. All right. So the long trigger was, as you can see, 72.70, not 71. So let's adjust that. 72.70. Okay, and again, this needs to come over here. This needs to come over here because this vertical line separates Friday from today. So, the CTA on the long side, 72.70, put in a swing high at 72.93. That's $230 per contract traded. We got back below the trigger, triggered again, this time $170. No, I'm sorry. $72.70. $72.87. Yeah, $170 per contract traded. And then uh, this was just the sell-off from that trigger. And there's been no trigger on the short side. Let me blow this up a little bit. Okay. All right, we covered the S&P, the Dow, the Russell, the NQ, crude oil, now gold. All right, we roll forward in the room this morning to the new contract, GGCG22. But when the alerts went out last night, we had not rolled over. 
And so we were trading GGCZ. We're in the February contract now, but we were in the December contract last night when these alerts went out. So let me just fix this. And then Okay, that was Friday's closing candle. Okay, got that. All right. So now this obviously we haven't triggered either way. But let's do a little housekeeping and clean these up. Now, one might ask, are these still valid numbers for the new contract? The answer is yes. Now, the market opened last night, ran right up to the BBC where it found resistance, but there's also blue and climbing. So we get a bullish cross, price gets above the BBC, it runs right up to the weekly zone overhead. That was last week's lowest weekly trading zone for gold let me double check 1799 slash 1800 yes it was okay price consolidated for a minute made a bearish cross and now we have to look at this low as potential support followed by this low as potential support and then this cta could come into play and of course that number is 1773 and this is 1806 okay so now we're done with the December contract so let me put it back GGCG22, the February contract. Well, we still have no trigger. Chart looks pretty much identical. Prices are a little different. And then on one last market, silver. Okay. Now, the open. Let's see, was this Friday's close? Nope. That right there, right before that doji. Okay, separates Friday from today. So the market opened last night. It made a run at the long CTA, but never quite reached it. Okay, the short CTA is 22.88. Now remember, when the price of silver moves 100 pennies or a dollar from $23 to $24, if you're holding an ounce of silver, you make or lose a dollar. If you're holding a futures contract, you make or lose five grand. So if there's $5,000 per dollar of movement in the price of silver, so that's a 
100 pennies. We triggered 2288 and we put in a low at 22, we'll call it 74. I think that's 14 points. $700 per contract traded. And that takes us all the way around the world, right back to the daily chart, where we're now challenging, okay, last week's weekly zone and the daily step line. Next resistance above that is going to be a red and falling. Trying to get through that zone, okay? Now, the next weekly zone for this week is up at 47.45, okay? So, we got lots of room to run before we get to that next weekly zone. We just passed through a zone, this week's zone, at 61 slash 62. In fact, we may not be done with that yet. We may just be consolidating at this week's zone, 61.62. We'll see how this candle plays out. Okay. All right. Well, that was nice and simple. We do have an inside day going on. You know, supports at the low of the day and then the lower Friday. Resistance is overhead at the daily step line followed by the daily red and falling. And that rounding top I kept talking about last week, I hope visually now you can see it. So the next time it starts to happen, just like this one over here, you'll pick up on it, okay? What a day Friday was. With all that said, we'll go to our good word for the day. And I'll send you on your way. Friday, we talked about how to protect yourself when you're alone, when the enemy attacks you and you have no one there to pray with you, pray for you, pray over you. Today, we're going to talk about compromise. We often think of compromise as a bad thing. Not always. What's important is to know how to recognize when it's wise to compromise. 1 Corinthians 9.22 reads like this. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Paul would not yield an inch on Bible truth, but when it came to customs, traditions, and people's preferences, he refused to fight about them. For example, some of the Corinthian Christians thought because certain meats were offered in worship to idols, it was sinful to eat them. So did Paul handle it by standing up and declaring, I'm not going to allow you to impose your unscriptural convictions on me? The answer is no. Instead, he wrote, some are accustomed, and this is in 1 Corinthians 8, 9, 8, 7, and 8, 7 through 9. Paul wrote, some are accustomed to thinking of idols as real. So when they eat food that has been offered to idols, they think of it 
as the worship of real gods and their weak consciences are violated. It's true that we can't win God's approval by what we eat. We don't lose anything if we don't eat it and we don't gain anything if we do. But you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. Now, an example of that. You're at Thanksgiving dinner, and you're sitting next to somebody that you know has just embarked on a journey of being clean and sober. Should you be throwing back shots of tequila or pouring heavily from the wine bottle? Why not save that for later? Why not stand shoulder to shoulder with that brother who's trying to do something that's right for his life? And then Paul bottom lines it by saying this in 1 Corinthians 9.22. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some of them. God didn't call us to win theological arguments. He called us to win people to Christ. So be gracious towards those who don't think like you, dress like you, or care about some of the things you care about. Be gracious towards those who worship style and find points of theology that differ from yours. Ephesians 4.2 tells us, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And that's our good word for the day. If you have not yet become a CFRN Lifetime Member, via the CFRN Passport, which is our all-access pass to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and all the stuff we're getting ready to do here in the very near future. You see, in the future, the Passport is going to include a lot more than it includes now. Access to browser-based trading, among other things. I won't go into great detail but big stuff on the horizon. If you already have a passport, when we go live with all the new stuff, you're grandfathered in. Once you purchase a passport, you never have to spend another penny with us. We offer you everything a trader needs, all under one roof at one low price. Now, as a trader, you're gonna be one of two people. You're either going to be the 9 out of 10 or the 1 out of 10. And that's a pretty dramatic difference. Why, in the name of God, would anybody fail at a 90% rate? Is it really that hard? Actually, no. Trading's not easy, but it can be simple if you have someone teach you how to do it. Most of us started our trading career trying to learn from books, trying to learn from videos on the internet, you know, buying memberships into some trading room with some grumpy moderator 
who would never admit when he was wrong, but boy would he crow when he took a tick out of the market, okay? That's not what we do. We provide all of our members with live training. That's a living, breathing instructor. Every trading day from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It's interactive. In other words, either Michael or Valerie are putting on and taking off trades in live markets right in front of you while you trade along in your simulator until you qualify to go live. They are explaining every move they make, every trade they take, the rule behind it, and answering all of your questions. If you want to be the one out of 10, you're going to need a live instructor. Now, I wish I could promise you that a passport would guarantee you would be one out of 10, but I can guarantee you this, a CFRN passport at least gives you a shot. Because if you're up here in this bunch that doesn't even have a teacher, imagine learning how to be a plumber, electrician, airline pilot, even a donut maker. Imagine learning, imagine taking that on as a profession without anyone to teach you how to do it. it just seems crazy, right? But yet traders do it every day. And it's because there's such a low barrier to entry. With a few thousand dollars, you can open an account, go get you some business cards, and now you're a trader. You, gotta, you don't have to pass any tests. You don't need any special license. And when you approach it that way, it's just like going to Vegas. And we all know what you win in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Just to have a shot at being the one out of ten. You need a live interactive instructor. Not once a week or a couple hours a month, but every day. 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern, every trading day. Plus, we have our workshops on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And one of the things we do that other people claim they do, but really don't do, private mentoring. Once you become a passport holder, you have unlimited access to personal, individual, one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Along with the group training, along with the live training room, along with learning our methodology, you own our indicators for life, and you receive the Logic 247 alerts and the concierge trade alerts each and every day. You can get your passport today before the price goes up, I know that sounds like a sales pitch, but it's true, eminifuturestrading.com. It's very simple to go there, purchase your passport. If you have a question, call Valerie at 949-42-E-MINI or send an email to support at cfrn.net. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, May God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell.
Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network.